Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 118 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Oh, excuse me, Manny. I was yes. just busy uh, scuba diving under the water. Fixing oh, the- no. <laughs> I Oh, no. You were checking the machine? I was checking the machine, fixing that up. Um, that is a joke for just you and I. No one else is going to get that joke. <laughs> uh, I am so glad that that is in my brain now. Yeah. So just uh I guess I can explain it a little bit. Someone tried to catfish me on a dating site. It did not work and it was the most bizarre conversation I've ever had. And I just kept sending many screenshots of the conversation just being like what is this? So this this person, <laughs> this girl, apropos of nothing, when you asked her hobbies, <laughs> said that she scuba dives <laughs> to fix the machine under the sea. Under the sea, yes. What the fuck? What does no. that mean? And then, what? She, and then she's like, she plays video games uh, with Lena. Yeah, and so <laughs> and I... Like- like a normal human being thought that there was context that I did not have. No, but that's not the case. That was the first mention of Lena and, and only, only, and only. So perhaps Lena is a part of the machine under the sea. I, uh... And well, she has to go fix it because she wants to bring Lena back uh, so that she can play games with her. That's crazy. But this all led up to, them confessing their love for you despite mm-hmm. the fact that you had only talked for one day and mm-hmm. all of your responses made it seem like you already thought they were crazy yeah <laughs> uh, and then they just were like hey man can you give me a hundred dollar steam gift no, card and I you said no i i need it well i mean who doesn't need a hundred dollar steam <laughs> gift card right like i also need one here's uh, the weird thing like i could kind of understand if it's like 60 dollars or something for like no, i know get this game no there is no there is no there is no world in which this makes sense you can't even justify <laughs> for 60 dollars because you've talked for three days mm-hmm. and then they were like hey <laughs> in that time span they were like i love scuba diving to fix the machine under the sea and playing with this imaginary person i've never talked to you about also i love you and want to move in with you hey can i get a hundred dollar steam gift card like that is that's insane and what i like about it is there was at no point in your responses did it seem like you would ever consider giving them a hundred dollar steam gift card because when they said they loved you and wanted to move in, you were like, that's weird. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's... Uh, and that's just, it's just crazy. And so my thing is they went through too much effort. They should have gone big and asked for more in their gift card. Oh, definitely. They should have been like, Hey, can I get like a 500 to a thousand dollar steam gift card? No, 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 no. To which you still would have said no. But like, I feel like going through the effort to carry on a conversation to only receive a hundred (laughs) dollars out of the situation. seems like they wasted a lot of effort. I well, in that case, if you're going to go big, then you gotta be like, Oh, I've fallen on hard times. I can't pay my rent or something like that. And I need the money. Just, it was just. Well, exactly. You could just be like, oh man, I, my apartment flooded. Mm -hmm. 
from the recent extreme snowfall and then the crazy rain or like a bunch of different things. Not just be like, yes, I need a steam <laughs> gift card. I need it. I have to have a steam gift card. Like what the fuck? You could think of so many better ways to scam someone. Like at least make someone feel sorry for you. Don't be like, yes, I need to yes. be able to buy a hundred dollars worth of video games stat. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Try harder next time. I just told him to stop. I was like, you're okay. not very good at this. You should. What, did, did they respond to that? No, they didn't. Oh, damn it. I still, I just, I need, I, I have made up my own headcanon <laughs> about the machine and Lena. And I just, I need the info. I will forever make up the info in my brain because that is just a wild thing to say to someone at the beginning of mm. a conversation where you had been totally normal up until that point. It wouldn't even, it was just like, hello, how are you? That was the entire conversation. And then I was like, Hey, what are your hobbies? And then like that, I was just but like, and then when you ask about it and you're like, what does that mean? And then they just completely skip over the question. Uh, no, they did not. They said <laughs> that you will understand. <laughs> Which sounds vaguely threatening. <laughs> yes. Like yes. they are going to put you in the machine under the uh, sea soon. Uh, and what was the other thing they said that also sounded vaguely threatening? Uh, it was when they said, oh, by the time I come over, we will have played games together. Yes. And I which, was like, ooh, vaguely threatening here. Which that was just like, it sounded like bad flirting, like right at the start. Uh, that I mean, I hadn't thought of it that way because it sounds so crazy. But yeah, that could that could have been very bad flirting. As someone who's not good at flirting, <laughs> even I would have been better than that. Uh, yeah. So, um, yikes! But it does make me want to see how people react if I tell them that I scuba dive to the machine under the sea. Uh, yeah. So that was that was a good part of my week and you may be wondering why i did it and it was just entertaining for me at a certain well i mean immediately yes (laughs) i would have been like yes please tell me all of the info you possibly have about yourself i need to know because at that point you're like oh this is not gonna go anywhere Mm -hmm. like we're not gonna date or even meet nope but what's happening here am i being punked like is this person genuine about the scuba diving is what is happening here yeah yeah it was it was an interesting experience to say oh oh yeah and I th- it seems like you were almost as invested as i was so. i was probably <laughs> even more so uh that it's just crazy my favorite is i didn't tell you this part but like at one point, I was like, I just got to push harder. And that's why, like, I think that all happened on Wednesday. I was like, I just, I'm going to push a little harder and ask for more pictures. Mm-hmm. It was so obvious that the pictures they sent were just, like, cropped fit pictures of, from, like, an OnlyFans account. Oh, where, nice. Where they just cropped out the tits. Oh, nice. So you're just like, this is not a normal picture anyone, any girl <laughs> would send a guy. Especially one that they've been talking two days. Well, you know, 
maybe she was going to soon ask you to subscribe to her OnlyFans uh, account, which has happened to me is a starting interaction. Well, that that's just good advertising. And that's, that's just good game. advertising. You're like, oh, hey, what's up? I see mm-hmm. you liked me on here. Do you want to subscribe to my OnlyFans? And it's like, yes, that's why I'm here mm-hmm. to pay you monthly to see you partially or mostly <laughs> naked. That's it. Yeah. I, you know, I clicked on one one time just to see how much it was. I was shocked at how expensive it is. Oh, it it depends on the person. I know, but like some people are charging like $15, $15 $20 a month. I'm just like, look, that probably means that they get fully naked because oh, a lot yeah. of them don't. Definitely. So also, I love the people who are like, oh, but you could like use it to like show off arts and crafts. Mm-hmm. No one is fucking making an OnlyFans account to show off their arts and crafts. OK, like it is very obvious what it is mm-hmm. and what people use it for. Many. I have an idea. Yeah. What Do if... you want to start an OnlyFans account? Yeah. We'll just like talk about video games in a run. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And, you know, we'll charge like three dollars and see. Where yeah. It goes, you know? See where it goes. So we should probably talk about video games at some point, right? I guess. I mean, this is probably going to be a shorter episode anyways. Well, you're trying to make it shorter than the last two. Sure, yes. Uh, before we get into that, I I took the time and made our top 10 list. So this will be the game time with Manny official 2020 top 10 list of the year. Mm. So uh, I put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> and I think looking at this list... I think this is pretty close to how if we were to debate it out. So I'm very okay. happy with this. So interesting. So, so get ready. Okay. Uh, number 10, Doom Eternal. Uh-huh. Okay. Number nine, Animal Crossing. Okay. <clears throat> number eight, Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Number seven, Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. Number six, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Okay. Number five, our only crossover, our, uh, Miles Morales. Okay. Number four, Ori and the Will of Wisps. Mm-hmm. And then the top three, I had a t- well, top four, I had a tough time with, but I felt like you had more passion for your top two than I had for my top two. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, you know, what? I'm going to put Ori at four, and then like you should have two in the top, top, you know, two in the top three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is where you might debate, you might disagree, but just hear out for the entire thing, okay? Uh huh. Uh, number three is Thirteen Sentinels. Okay. Number two, Last of Us Part Two. Okay. And number one is Hades. Okay. Yeah. That I can, yeah, I can see that. Because I just felt like 13 Sentinels and Last of Us Part 2 kind of came yeah, each yeah. other out. I think you would like Hades if you played it too. Probably, where I would not like uh, 13 Sentinels. Oh, no, definitely not. So like, I was like, you know what? I think this is pretty close to how uh, it, our actual list would go yeah, if we I, debated I think, for two I think, hours. I think that's true. So I think I think we would, and some of those might have been swapped. Like I think if we had like talked about it, we might have swapped Animal Crossing and Doom because of how much you did not like Animal Crossing. Yeah, but like you really liked but, Animal Crossing, and I did. That is true. I, I just wanted Doom on the list, and I didn't really care if it. Oh, I gotcha. Dead. I see. My phone is blowing up because Hitman Two, for some reason, even though it was a single disc, mm-hmm. is downloading all of the DLC stages individually. <laughs> so each time one finishes, my phone goes off, and it's at like fucking fifteen notifications now. <laughs> you get notifications <laughs> when DLC. games finish downloading. Yes. Is that something? the ps5 does uh it's something the new playstation app does oh i guess i haven't the switch that. has done that forever actually if you have parental controls turned on too oh, okay uh but it's just weird because it's like yeah dog i know mm. i i told it to download it's in rest mode please stop <laughs> 
So, well, you, you know, you got to know. You got to know. I guess, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I think that I think that's a pretty good list. Yeah, um, I, I was happy with that because, like, I I knew you would fight Last of Us Part Two and be like, that can't be number one. That will never be number one on anything. Hey, I don't know that that's true. A lot of people like it very much. But I'm saying you, and I get it. I do get it. That's where I man, I my brother has been listening to Giant Bomb's 2018 Game of the Year deliberations and. Uh-oh listening to how much Dan hated Red Dead 2 is like hilarious. Yeah, he he put an impassionate speech into why that should be one of the most disappointing games of the year. I know, and what I I still continue to love it because as someone who did not like the first Red Dead, mm-hmm. everything he hated about Red Dead 2 was also in Red Dead 1. <laughs> and it's his favorite game of the previous generation. I know, and it's just like, it, as someone who didn't like it and everyone else did, I just was like, oh, this is so good because you did like it. And Red Dead 2 definitely takes all that stuff and then stretches it out over a longer period, so it's a lot more noticeable, I think. But I definitely liked Red Dead 2 more than he did, which I think is wild. So, And he played, I mean, he played... 78 hours 70 to 80 hours of it so yeah he beat it i think so i mean like he, uh he definitely so i uh, yeah and i i still think that that story is like well told and very mm-hmm. good it's just everything surrounding that is like oh my god i i get we're going for realism here but what the fuck yeah i think just... should not take this long and be this like excruciatingly labored i i just the movement i just Oh my god, it I hate it. That I but I hated it in Red Dead One and GTA five too. I right. just like so desperately would like for them to completely rehaul their fucking engines movement. So I don't know. At least it was slightly better than GTA four where it felt like you were like underwater constantly. Ooh. Like really just pushing to get momentum. But Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. But we should get into some news, Manny. We should. Uh, not that there was like a whole lot of it. Uh, no, but we get to talk about the Washington, oh. uh, the, the MAGA supporters storming Washington because uh, someone in the video game industry is a fucking idiot. Okay, before we talk about that, I have to mm-hmm. say something else about this because it also relates to video games. Okay. So... The one of the guys in a lot of the pictures that were circulating had a tattoo on his hand. And uh, you may have seen this. I don't know, because it's being posted everywhere. And a lot of people were being like, no, see, that's the symbol of Antifa on his hand. And it it means that it's like they're staging it so that it looks like it's MAGA protesters. Matt, do you know what that symbol was? I didn't see it. No, it was the mark of the outsider from Dishonored. Oh, God. And so people look like you can see very clearly if you played Dishonored or know about that game that that is what it is. It's a mark of the outsider. Mm-hmm. How fucking wild is it that in a game about immigrants coming to a country that is being ravaged by a disease because of their inept government? How wild is it that this MAGA supporter has that tattoo on his hand? How could you fundamentally misunderstand the entire concept of a fucking franchise? Many. So that you get it tattooed on your body. 
Manny, like Fallout. I mean, like I, I don't think people realize that Fallout's all about like capitalism is bad. I, I know, dude. It just like that was wild to mm-hmm. me. And then people trying to like frame it as like, oh, it's Antifa. It's like, no, it's worse than that, dude. It's a gamer. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, <laughs> it just I was uh... fucking absolutely baffling to me that it was like, oh my god, this these people are idiots, but also this dude doesn't even understand the fucking game. He is this tattoo from, uh, yeah, people are, I, which I didn't know. Gutex was a mega. Supporter, oh my you? God. Yes. I oh. unfollowed him on Twitter so long ago. So that's why this is like, not surprising, okay. but, uh, yeah. So Gutex, uh, of excellent adventures. I uh, best known uh, for as PogChamp. Yeah, and but that's that's why I think this is crazy is because I actually had this conversation with someone recently because mm-hmm. they were like saying and using Pog a lot or like mm-hmm. Poggers, PogChamp, whatever. And I said, hey, do you know what that's from? Yeah, and, and they're, I, yeah, no. they're like, no, I have no idea what it's from. And it's like, I do mm-hmm. because I watched Excellent Adventures then when PogChamp became a thing. And it is because in an ad that they did Mike Ross and Gutex did on excellent adventures, which is a show where they would invite other influential fighting game community people to play street fighter four online with them. They were trying to sell the mad cats tournament Two edition stick. And in this ad, they make the joke of like, they're playing pogs and they don't have any good slammers. And so they just use the mad cat stick as a slammer mm. and just throw it at the stack of pogs. And then Gutex makes that face. And I just think it's crazy because it became such a huge thing in Twitch and like mainstream culture of people who like consume Twitch or whatever. And 99% of people don't even know who Gutex is or right. where that emote came from, but they still use it, which I think is like pretty crazy. Yeah. And I mean, for- like, I mean, this, this story about the PogChamp like Twitch emote getting removed from Twitch. It was it got so big that like even CNN had an article about it. Yes. And like that's that's why I think it's crazy is because it is that big a deal. But people yes. don't even know who he is or no, where it no. came from. And so it's just one of those things where like he also hated the emo. Oh, did he, he didn't. He, he did not like that. It was there and being used mm. because he doesn't see anything from that. You know what I mean? Like they just uh, and I, also it was a, it was a YouTube video that they took it from. Sure. So it's like it's not even something that was like on Twitch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that just seemed, they, they appropriated it in the first place, which is beside the point. Like over the past, I would say so like Mike Ross decided to leave Excellent Adventures because he no longer liked or really wanted to be a major part of the fighting game community for his own personal reasons and a bunch of other things. And now he like still plays Guilty Gear and he streams Dota 2 all day, every day. Right. Mm-hmm. And before that, I, there's a documentary out there about Mike Ross that G4 did that's, like, I think pretty interesting. And, like, he uh, did go to college and, like, did a lot of, like, video production and, like, photography stuff before that. But um, so he has things he could do other than play fighting games on the Internet. Well, um, not to mention, but, like, how sustainable is that? Well, it's not. And that was proven, right? Like, right. he left and then because they just didn't like Street Fighter Five and felt like it they had to like fake this thing to keep mm-hmm. the show going. And so it was very clear that after that happened, like Gutex, 
didn't know how to continue the YouTube channel that they did called cross counter. And he tried to like make tutorial videos, tutorial streams and like get in these, like teach these girls who were like into video games, but like didn't know much about fighting games, like try to make them better because they wanted to be better. And it just like never really was the same, right? Nothing was the same. And there was a video I don't remember, but my brother sent it to me and said, did you see this video on cross counter? And Gutex looks in that video like he has not slept or showered in months. Like he looks like a crazy person. And he seemed so sad and depressed. And it was like, oh man, this is like rough. And it was, I used to follow him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he's during the time of COVID, like right around the beginning, he started saying a lot of really weird COVID denier stuff. And I was just like, oh man. I hope he backpedals on this, but he just kept doubling down and doubling down until I was like, yo, I can't follow this dude on this fucking platform anymore. And I unfollowed him on YouTube as well, because it's like, I hadn't even enjoyed the content he's putting out for a long time, but it's one of those things where it's just you. I cannot stress enough how you never know someone who is like an internet personality, right? Like you may watch their content, but that doesn't mean that you fucking know who they are. And it could just be like an elaborate front, right? Or something like that. And I actually, there's a Twitter thread that another prominent fighting game player, uh, Viscont or Viscont, however the fuck he wants you to say it made semi recently. I think it was sometime in 2019. And he said that he has seen this type of thing happen to a lot of fighting game players who like fell out of being prominent where they feel like they see things that other people don't. And then they start going to like weird, bizarre news sources to be like, Oh, see, but these people get it. And then they become like wild conspiracy theorists and stuff. And like he said, he sees it happen to a lot of people who have like fallen from internet fame or whatever. And he thinks it's really sad and wishes that he could help them somehow. And like, that makes sense to me. I could see how that could happen to someone. Um, But it's just like, yeah, he was talking about how COVID is a hoax. And like, can you believe this? And he would like post about how we should all take uh, hydroxychloroquine and shit. And like how, I can't believe people are so blind. They're um, like going against Trump because of the, the fucking libs and all this shit. And it just was like, Oh my God, dude, what is happening? And so then the reason that, so I think he should have been removed back then, like seven months ago. Like this dude is just like, not what you want to associate with your platform. You know what I mean? What do you, Oh, you're saying uh, Twitch should have removed the pog champ back then. Yeah, but the reason that it happened now was because he was saying a lot of things about the um Well, I have the occupation of the capital. I have the tweet okay, okay, actually okay. pulled up here so I Yeah. Can. Uh he tweeted, "Will there be civil unrest for the woman who was executed inside the Capitol today or will the hashtag #maga martyr die in vain?" The video will be aired soon on and then in parentheses band.com or band.video and another parentheses the resistance.video and it sounds pretty gruesome and then he and then he tweeted again underneath that and said ps big brother twitter wouldn't let me post the url so if you don't think big tech censorship is real there you go which then he what posted it not you know like shortly after that so like yeah there's 
Yep, that that's still happening there. So also he's wrong because they showed that video on most major news networks. Yes, they did. Uh, I did not watch it obviously because blood makes me pass out. Um, uh, they, also, I mean, it wasn't too bloody. Also, I just like don't want to see that. Right, like that. Mm. I have I have no desire to see something like that. Um, I I mean, like I can have you like heard about it at all? Oh yeah, I okay, yeah. watched all the news coverage of this fun event. Okay. Um, that one could possibly consume. Yes. Uh, and yeah, I there's so much to this situation. Like mm-hmm. everything is fucked. Um, but also like fuck Gutex. You know what I mean? Like I just everything that he has said and devolved into is just like upsetting in a lot of ways. And he, the last time I looked at his Twitter, he had not posted for a couple days and like, didn't even say anything about the, uh, Mm. the emote being removed. But I mean, he's probably happy about it to be honest, because he didn't like it in the first place, but it just, yeah, I don't know. And now fucking Twitch has their thing where they replaced it with, it's going to be a random streamer every day. Oh, and so today it's Kenny from Yo Video Games, which is the thing Maximilian does. Mm. And then like, oh man, it just was so sad to me because it was so many streamers being like, oh, they could replace it with me. Right. And it's just like, man, don't take this as an opportunity to like fucking promote yourself. And then people are saying it should be Maximilian. And it's like, look, dude, it they're everybody's problematic like maximilian said that thing where he was like fucking fake rhyming and then said the n-word on accident quote unquote like we just do we need the emote (laughs) do we need do we need that emote does it have to be that specific thing like or just like every channel can have their own and we don't need exactly and that that already is a thing exactly i mean a lot of the major ones have their own version of it anyways but people were like trying to say like oh it's so important to twitch culture and it was like yeah because twitch culture is like the fucking so good for everyone in the first place you (laughs) know what i mean and then and then oh my god and then people were like trying to also say that try hard should be banned because people use it in a racist context and it's like look trihex has said he's okay with it he is okay with that emote, and it's not the emote's fault that people use it in a racist context because he is an African American. Like, also, I think erasing all black emotes so people can't use them uh, in a racist context doesn't com- completely misses the entire point of the issue. But. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. <laughs> everything is dumb, is what I'm saying. Not uh, everything. Because that's true nintendo bought next level which like i didn't even know that they didn't own them <laughs> no they've been just like a second party developer for a long time because mm. we've talked about them for you know, like quite a bit because they're the remember they're the company that used to make nhl hits oh yes that is true and then they went into making the um mario strikers yeah and they also made uh luigi's mansion 2 dark moon on the 3ds and luigi's mansion 3 yeah and they made a bunch of like weird like wii ports mm-hmm. uh so like they've had just like a really weird interesting history but now nintendo finally bought them i'm guessing because N- luigi's mansion 3 sold very well for them uh yeah i would do i would assume that is why so um just like that's good news for them now they mm-hmm. don't have to worry because like you don't hear about like nintendo shutting down studios very often so no yeah so now they have the the stability of just being uh nintendo employees and now we have another nintendo studio in north america i i think they're canadian i think they're like in vancouver area Mm, i believe that is the case yeah so 
Uh, so another uh, North American Nintendo. I do you think they are pretty much like the Luigi Mansion team at this point. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would guess so, unless they're gonna get back into Mario Sports. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I I think that they should start making Mario Sports games again because most of them are at least interesting. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe they can give them other Nintendo projects now and just have them do interesting things with other stuff. But who knows? I, like, I would just guess that they will be making Luigi's Mansion 4. Probably. I don't know. Uh, and then this next bit of news, it's just kind of like a, a rumor. So like, just like take this with a heavy grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But it's basically Xbox's... Uh, first party roadmaps until like 2024 and beyond Mm -hmm. uh so i don't know if you clicked on the link at all manny i did okay uh but like uh 2021 so this year halo infinite psychonauts 2 as dusk falls grounded which is already in early access Um, oh there is no way starfield is coming out this year starfield and forza horizon 4 or forza horizon next so like probably five uh, I think yeah. there is about a 0% chance Starfield will come out this year. Uh, probably, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, 2022, Avowed, Everwild, Senuous Saga, Hellblade 2, which surprises me that it would be next year. I would have thought that would be a this year game. Uh, Forza Motorsport, Age of Empires 4, uh, Wolfenstein 3, Arcane Austin Project, Project Mera, Minecraft something, Deathloop, Ghostwire Tokyo, and that's only because they're uh, PlayStation exclusives. For a year, yeah. For a year. Uh, And then 2023 is Perfect Dark, Fable, State of Decay 3, the next Gears game, Compulsion Games Project, Doom, so the next Doom game, Roundhouse Studios Project, Double Fine New IP, Obsidian Josh Sawyer Project, uh, Halo Infinite ODST, or something. Uh, rare, 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 like the company Rare, uh, mm. Greg Mail's project, uh, Machine Games, second project. So that would mean Wolfenstein, God, that'd be a year after Wolfenstein 3, so I'm guessing that'd be like a smaller something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elder Scrolls 4, In Exile, <laughs> RPG. That's uh, six. Uh, but, yeah. uh, wow, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so the, it's, yeah, so in 2024, Elder Scrolls Six. Uh, that seems generous. Sure, <laughs> 2024 and beyond. It could be beyond. No, I know, I know. Uh, in Exile RPG, uh, Zenimax Online Project. I, I don't know what that means. Uh, something Fallout at some point. Sure. Uh, Obsidian the Outer Worlds Team Project, and that's basically that's it. That's a bold claim that Bethesda will make another Fallout thing at some point. I don't know if that one's going to come to fruition. But I mean, it seems like, and this does seem like it's very likely, once Microsoft gets rolling with all the companies that they, developers they have, I mean, they're going to just be able to release games basically on a quarterly basis. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's just going to basically justify having at least a Series S just to have the you know, game pass and just get those like Microsoft exclusives. Uh, because like, I, I honestly could see like halo coming out this year. Psychonauts as dusk falls starfield seems the only one that, that like, I don't know about to me seems Im- like an impossibility unless they have been killing people who work on the project. If they try to talk about it, 
Uh, yes. There's there has there has like never been a leak of information about that game. Although there was never a leak of information about Fallout 76. I guess, but like people don't even like technically we don't even know what Starfield is. Like people believe it is the Elder Scrolls in space, but like who knows? They haven't said. No, we don't know, but um it does seem like because they did that with Fallout 4 as well, where they just kind of like and it's coming out in three months. So like mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's coming out in 2021, but I'm guessing we won't hear anything until it's like, hey, this is coming out now. Yeah, yeah. And Psychonauts 2 better come out this year. Yes. Jesus, yes. man. Holy and God. like God, if we could get Forza Horizon. That'd be so tight. Oh, yeah. I'd buy an Xbox. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for that. Because 4 is incredible. I can't even imagine if it's just all next gen, basically. Oof. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be something incredible. So, um, Unfortunately, that is all the news. I mean, we're first week of uh, January. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the big news was obviously the... Uh, all the stuff that happened in our nation's capital because that was crazy this week. <laughs> that was uh, absolutely yeah, a little, wild. A little, little wild there. <sighs> oh, God. How was your... You have anxiety issues. How was your anxiety with through all that? It's fine. Okay. It, because, it, well, it's also one of those things where it's like... The situation is so stupid because that never would have changed anything in the first place because what they were doing at the Capitol is a formality anyways. Well, that, and just like, they clearly had no plan. It would be like you and I storming the white house and just be like, well, we got in here, but I didn't really expect to get this far. So now what do we do? Yeah. But it's just, it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, people and then like you watch interviews with people who are there and they're like well we're gonna we're gonna stop the vote and it's like (laughs) dude that shit's a formality yeah yeah. just like when they reconvened and people were objecting they have to listen to it but it's just a formality like joe biden won Mm -hmm. like there is no question about that 60 lawsuits were thrown out Mm -hmm. not a single one was (laughs) entertained so it's like they're just really going. Oh, there's so much proof. It was like obviously not, or you would have won one of sixty. Zero for sixty is a fucking wild loss record, my man. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why that entire lawyer uh, that like trumps all of his lawyers, not a single one was an election law lawyer because yeah, it, they all went, nope, we're not even touching this. And then fucking every time they would like ask Giuliani, like, can you give us proof of the corruption? And he, they wouldn't even agree to that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, man, you already know this was a fucking sham, dude. Yeah. What? So. Like, uh, yeah. And then, then it, I was, I watched the, uh, the whole process when it was being live streamed again mm-hmm. on C-SPAN or whatever. And, uh, how just, was that on? Uh, it was, I didn't watch the whole thing. It was going on later at night. I think it was at like one, two in the morning. Yeah. I was, I was very much asleep. Uh, but, it's just like the people were trying to talk about like all the mail-in ballots and stuff. And it's like, Oh, this is just <laughs> like a fucking, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So that whole situation is something else. Uh, Trump said he won't be at the inauguration. He'll be the first president since yeah. Andrew Jackson to not attend the inauguration. Oh, and we all know Andrew Jackson was a fucking top notch person. Yeah. He, very likable. He was impeached as well. 
So, uh, we should probably talk about more video games. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, this is... Oh, oof. Um, so, we both kind of played some more games. Uh, mm-hmm. See, I don't know if you're like me, but like once like January 1st hits, like my brain... I stopped thinking about like I have to only play because like pretty much the first eight months of the year I just kind of play whatever I want to, mm-hmm. but then like once like around like August September I'm like I really just got to play twenty like twenty twenty games or like you know whatever that year is to just yeah. kind of catch up for like game of the year stuff, uh, just because I like listening to Giant Bomb and I don't want stuff spoiled. But then also for us, mm-hmm. uh, so like once January 1st hits, like I'm just like, I can play whatever I want and I don't feel that pressure to play only like, you know, new games. So I just kind of was like, I'm going to play call of duty, modern warfare Two, the, the remake uh-huh. tomb Raider and spoiler. I'm still playing assassin's creed. Mini. Holy shit. Uh, it looks like you're playing paradise killer and hit. uh yeah i had beaten it and it was on my top 10 list for the year but i hadn't talked about it on the podcast before okay. so because we had not talked about that for two weeks yes because we were uh busy doing the categories and then last week was our the big episode about jesus yeah that was a game long year, episode yeah. game uh-huh. of the year podcast yeah uh, so do you want to just kind of start with your two and then I'll go to mine? Oh uh, yeah. So paradise killer. I don't have to talk about a lot because I talked about it during the game of the year, right. um, but it is a first person adventure game that uh, involves this really bizarre world where this group of people have decided to make a paradise Island. And what happens is when the Island is deemed to no longer able to be a paradise. They make a new Island. And so before they do that, they kill all of the regular civilians in like a ritual sacrifice. But there are a handful of people who have been granted immortality and are able to go to the next islands or whatever. Um, But it turns out that this time, one of the people with immortality was unhappy about something because they are moving on to the 25th Island, which is deemed to be perfect. Uh, and someone kills the entire council, uh, of, of people who create all the rules for the society or whatever. Um, so the character you play as her name is love dies and she is an investigator who had been banished, uh, 3 million days prior to that or something. Um, because there's this whole, the the world is actually really interesting, but she was, uh, possessed by a God and that is a direct crime or something. Anyways, they ask her to come back so that she can investigate and find out who killed the council. Um, there are about like 10 characters and this game is kind of like a cross between, uh, Phoenix, right? The Ace Attorney games and Danganronpa, which is more like an anime style Phoenix Wright game, but in that you also explore in first person. Um, and it has a wild aesthetic. Like I, a lot of people probably know about the vaporwave aesthetic, um, but this game is very much in the vaporwave aesthetic. And like the first person graphics are not very like high tech or anything. They're all pretty low poly and stuff, but they are, very stylized in a way that I think is interesting. Um, And basically the music is all really good because it's all just interesting vaporwave stuff. But basically you are able to start the trial to 
convict someone on the island immediately when you start. Um, but it can play out differently depending on how much evidence you have. So basically by exploring the island and talking to people, you are able to get evidence. And then at any time you think you have enough evidence, you can just go and start the trial. And that's like a point of no return. Um, but even if you know someone did it, you can still pin the crime on someone else if you have enough evidence, which makes it so that like basically anyone could have a, a different experience with the end trial. And so anyone that you convict is killed. So like at the end of the game, you might have everyone dead or you might have only a couple people dead, depending on how you decided to play it and how much evidence you got. I got all of the evidence because I needed to do that, um, which took me like 11 and a half hours. Okay, so it's not too long. To... No, it's not too long, um, but it, it's mostly like a visual novel with some like light exploration on the island. So, you know, if that's something that you would be interested in that, you know, immediately whether or not that's something you'd be interested in. Right. Um, but I, I just like uh, mystery type games like this. I like right. something solving the mystery and it was interesting to be like not necessarily have the game directly tell you who did what but have you try to piece it together with the evidence um the trial is not really like phoenix right or danganronpa because you don't really present the information it's kind of like you choose who you think did it and then it like kind of just gives you a lot of exposition and throws out all the uh evidence you had gotten so it's more just like kind of seeing what your research had determined, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw a lot of people say they were kind of disappointed with the ending in that regard, but it just seemed like that was never really going to be a major part of the game. Right. In, in the first place, the way it was framed. Uh, but yeah, I really liked it. And I, I hope they do make a second one because I think that the world and the world building, if you like look around for the collectibles and stuff is very unique and interesting. Um, and they set it up so that it could, there could be another one like, uh even though they claim that the 25th island will be perfect uh, obviously we all know nothing is ever perfect so some heinous crime will happen uh Mm. and then we could investigate but uh it's like a smaller indie studio that made it and so i could see them doing something cool if they make a sequel or even if they do something else so uh yeah uh weird off topic question for you Mm -hmm. did you ever play return of the oprah din no, I did not, but I people make parallels to that game from this, although that game is probably like a lot better overall. Uh, yeah, I'm just like cuz I remember that was all about like uncovering a mystery as you're playing like an insurance adjuster, I think it was or Yes. Like and so I had always wanted to play that, but it was one of those things where I just would look at it and be like, "Oh, do I have the brain power?" Oh, yeah, sure. Because you have to really like piece stuff together in that one and like solve puzzles and stuff and i was like what if i'm just too dumb (laughs) uh so i don't know this one doesn't really have a lot of puzzles or anything it's more just like hey talk to this person and then they give you some new information so you can go ask this person about that or you found this thing so you can ask them about it so you like the games where you're playing as a private detective but there's no actual solving correct although you do kind of like uh phoenix right you do have to like sort of solve it but like not really right so yeah i i think i would like oberdin um i just you know i would have to bring myself to 
want to feel stupid because mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> people everyone i talked about or heard talk about playing that was like yo i had like this fucking notebook mm-hmm. and i was like taking notes and it's like that is so not the type of person i am sure. when playing video games so like i ooh, i would probably miss a lot or whatever okay um and then the other thing i only played a bit today was hitman 2 because hitman 3 uh is coming out at the end of the month and I thought that it would be a good idea to have Hitman 1 and 2 be importable into Hitman 3 because then they get all of the uh, enhancements and stuff. And I never really played much of Hitman 1. I did the first map a couple times uh, and I've, I've watched a lot of Hitman, but not played it myself. Uh, but anyways, I have a lot of PSN credit and Hitman 2, the whole thing and the season pass was on sale for $20. So I just did that and I was like, you know, I don't have anything else that I really want to play right now because cyberpunk continues to piss me off by crashing constantly. Uh, So I was like, you know, I'll just play this game because I will probably just have fun with it. And it is just fun. I told you I only did the tutorial, but I took out a lot of people with a can of spaghetti sauce and that's fun. I killed the assassination target by throwing a shuriken at their head, which somehow no one saw, even though the room was completely filled to the brim with guards. Uh, and it just it's so stupid. And that's what I like about it is because Hitman is framed in a very serious way. But then when the action plays out, it is usually so silly and right. dumb that it's like, oh, they, they knew like mm-hmm. they they knew this was stupid, <laughs> but they still frame it in this serious way, which I think makes it a lot more funny. Right. Uh, just like the way that like everybody can be distracted by a fucking coin. Yep. Like, and it's oh. just like, who's who's that interested in this coin? <laughs> and you can like keep doing that. It's just like, oh, this clockwork world is so silly. Um, so, yeah, I probably will not play that much more until Hitman 3 comes out because apparently they are making all of the uh, mechanical upgrades available for all three games. And I so assume, when you import it, it just will be a better, cooler experience, I think. And I assume like because uh, i remember with hitman 2 you had to unlock everything in like in hitman 1 again in hitman 2 if that makes mm-hmm. sense like you had to like as you're playing hitman 1 in hitman 2 you have to un- unlock everything again so it's yeah, probably yeah. better to just wait and then like, you can like unlock everything in hitman 3 mm-hmm. um uh now it's starting to make sense why like they've been on sale for the last couple weeks Yes, because I've been looking at it going like, God, I kind of want to buy this just to like because I didn't I never got Hitman 2. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, I might as well just wait for Hitman 3. That's coming out. Uh, but like, I mean, it's like Hitman 2 is like $10 and I'm like, man, I could just pick this up. But now it makes sense. I might want to I might just go pick that up now. Yeah. So like on PSN, Hitman 2 uh, by itself was $12 right, and right. the season pass was $10. So if you just buy the pack of them together, you save $2 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had already had the Hitman one content from a long time ago on a PlayStation sale. Uh, so yeah, I was just like, you can download these and import them into each other. Okay. And I think that's a cool thing because it's like, it's all this old content, but it's still, it's kind of like breathing new life into it because you have new tools from the other games that you can use in it. And they updated the mechanics in certain ways. I mean, not in like major ways, usually. Uh, just like some quality of life improvements and stuff like that. But well, and also like there's some really good maps in that first game. So. Oh, definitely. And so, yeah, the fact that you can do that and 
have progress across all three games, I think is a really cool, interesting idea. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Cause like the, the strength of that game is like, as you said, that wacky hijinks, but then also, I mean, it's, it, it's, um, what is the word? It's a sandbox game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, you're supposed to go in there and just kind of be creative and just try different things and just, just kind of fuck around and dick around and try something. And then if it doesn't work, you just save scum and just load a previous save from like two minutes ago. And I, mm-hmm. it's just like a fun, really fun, like trial and error type games. So. Yeah. And like, I love trying to be stealthy until I get caught in mm-hmm. the most insane, dumb way of all time. And then, you know, you just figure out how the fuck you can get out of that situation yeah. and whether or not you actually can. Uh, and yeah, I just have fun doing it. Like I'm never going to be that perfect stealth assassin guy because I'm always going to turn some corner. I shouldn't and be like, oops, fuck. <laughs> I have to go back or whatever, but I, yeah, it's just a, it's a fun experience. So I, I am excited to at least just like dick around in the world of three and see uh, the new interesting map ideas they had and stuff like that. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm very excited for three. It's, mm-hmm. um, I I don't think it's the most like I, the most excited I am for a game coming out this month. But that's just because like as we've been talking, the medium I, like that's going to be my first like next gen mm-hmm. experience. So like, but that is very much a a me game and not a you game. So I uh, yeah, I don't think I would like the medium. No, so. not even a little bit. Not a not a horror person. No, really. not at all. So. And other than that, you've just been playing Cyberpunk when it's not crashing? Uh, I t- played it once. Um, I did my entire break, and then the night before I had to go back to work, I was like, oh, I should try to play some Cyberpunk because I want to beat it still. And I did a couple side quests that I thought were pretty good, and then I needed to level up to do something in one of the side quests to like choose an optional dialogue thing. And so I did that. And then when I drove all the way across the city to get to where I needed to go, it crashed. And I Mm. just said, uh, and just stopped playing. (laughs) So, yeah. So, uh, do you, do you still think you're going to finish it? I will finish it. I just, I am hoping that they're, big january patch actually fixes the crashing issues so that i'm been, having are you just waiting till then at this point i think now because it's like not like other than hitman 3 there's not really anything that i am like i think the next game after that that i even want to get is persona 5 strikers which comes out at the end of february so like right i have a lot of time to do it and if i wanted to just mainline the story i could do it very quickly because i didn't realize i was 50 percent of the way through the main story having done so little of it oh that's yeah from what i remember hearing like the, the game is like 20 hours total yeah if you just mainline it you can get right through um and the enemies in the main quest i guess sort of scale to your level or something mm. so it's easy to do right um yeah, I, it's just one of those things where it's like, despite how many patches they have put out now, which is like three or four that all say like, oh, yeah, we increased the memory management uh, and that should crash less now. It still crashes the exact same amount for mm-hmm. me. So, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, that is. Uh... Maybe they're only optimizing it for base PS4 or something. And who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but um. My Assassin's Creed update, Manny. Yes. I am 74 hours in. Okay, that's a lot. 
But my percentage for total pro- progression, 71.42%. Oh, nice. So I got, it's like a percentage per hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if you remember, I was at like 60 hours and only 50% mm-hmm. when I sent you that text. So I've been really mainlining the story lately. So I, okay. I, I definitely feel like I'm going to be finishing it here at, at some point. Although that's I would hope so. Although that's going to get start getting tricky because next week hockey starts. So, oh yes, I am very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I <laughs> I might be playing Assassin's Creed and having hockey on at the same time. Who knows what I'll be doing yeah. there? Uh, but then also, um, a couple months ago, uh, PlayStation as like a PlayStation Plus game. They they like one of the PlayStation Plus games was Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two: The Remake. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, I don't. Uh, that was maybe two, three months ago. Uh, so I, I may not have gotten it. So I downloaded that and I was like, you know what? I'm going to play that at some point because I like playing through the Call of Duty uh, campaigns. And so mm-hmm. uh, this is, if you're not familiar, this is the one with the infamous no Russian mission. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I don't know. I, I They're good. I don't have you played any Call of Duty campaigns before? No, I have seen most of Modern Warfare 2's campaign. Though. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, like, the story doesn't really do a lot for me, personally. I'm sure some people get really Not weird. a big Captain Price fan? Uh, he's okay. Um, okay. I really like him in the, the, not to turn this into too confusing, but they did that, like, remake or reboot. Yeah, reboot. Yeah. I liked him in that. That was, mm. um, I liked that character in that game, but this one, he's not in it a ton. He's not nearly in it as, as much. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but no, I mean like the, the Russians attack, uh, America, uh, this like ru- no Russian mission is just basically like, basically this Makarov, I think his name is, he's just yes, trying to create so. a, cre- create a war between the United States and Russia. So then he he attacks the Russian uh, airport and just basically shoots everyone up. And that was just like, I, I don't know, like, I, I can't believe how big that got. Like, this just seems like way overblown. But mm. I don't know. Like, I don't know how your feelings are. On it. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they at least like put a warning yes. thing before it and stuff. So. Well, not just that, but like as the when the campaign first starts, they're like, "Hey, this has graphic material. If you mm-hmm. want to skip it, you know, just click. You can you can like toggle something here, and like it'll skip all the graphic stuff." And I was like, "I don't mm-hmm. really care enough." You know, Eichenfell had something like that too, and I did not turn it on, but I don't. I can't even think of a scene that it would have removed if hmm. that was on. Cause it's also pixel art. So it's just weird. Right. Yeah. Uh, so where at least I think like grounded has that thing with like the arachnophobia where it mm. turns spiders into like, just like a, a sphere. I like that. Yes, I do like that as well. But, uh, <laughs> That's funny, at least. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, now, modern, now, the reboot of Modern Warfare, uh, that had a scene where like they ask you, do you do you want to sit in on this or can do you want to sit out? And I sat out because it was very clear there was going to be a torture scene. And I was mm. like, I'm not really into this. Like, this is too violent for me. Mm. The torture scene in GTA 5 is pretty fucked up as well. Yes. I really appreciate the Last of Us Part 2. They skipped that torture scene. 
Yes. Uh, because as graphic as that game is, that would have been a whole nother <laughs> level, I think. Yeah. Because that game is like grounded in like the most reality in a mm-hmm. weird way. So, uh, so, so you can't say that game is complete torture porn because... Uh, no, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I'm playing through the Call of Duty campaign. I think I'm... I'm in Act Three, which there's only three acts, so like I, I probably have like maybe one or two hours left. So, okay. just kind of slowly making my way through that. I just kind of like just kind of running around shooting people. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing it, I do want to say one last thing. And like, I, if you remember last year, I played through Infinity War, mm-hmm. that campaign, or Infinite Warfare, Infinite Infinite Warfare. Yeah. Uh, what I really liked about that campaign in it is it had a level of progression in it. Where it was just like, hey, get X amount of kills with this gun, get X amount of kills with grenades, get X amount of kills with stabbing. And it, I don't know, it's just kind of like just that little progression. And then like you you level up and it means nothing. But I just like I like leveling up and having like something like progression. And it, it just kind of in my stupid brain, it, it makes me think I'm doing accomplishing something more. I, do you feel the same way? Where you're like, uh, this number's going depends. up. It depends on the thing, but okay. to be fair to Modern Warfare too, it's like a decade old. It is, yes. I'm, I'm not. I mean, like Infinite Warfare is a much older game, but just playing this makes me appreciate the way they did that campaign. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just like adding that like weird progression that really meant nothing, mm-hmm. but like in my brain, it was just like, ooh, I'm this number is getting bigger. <laughs> so, I, uh, which speaking of just progression in video games uh tomb raider it's basically just uncharted but with a progression where you get experience and like you can level up you can like uh level up your your guns and your weapons and just make them stronger and then and then you like unlock abilities and that i think that's why i kind of like it a little bit more in uncharted in some ways is because it's uncharted with progression where Mm -hmm. the uncharted games as much as i love them there's really no sense of progression through the game, you know, at least like gameplay wise, Mm -hmm. Uh, like the shooting is basically the same. And like, you never really get new weapons or like you never get more powerful or unlocking new abilities Um, where in tomb Raider you do, but then also like another big difference between like uncharted and tomb Raider is tomb Raider is more like a Metroidvania where like mm-hmm. they have areas that are blocked off and then you have to get like a, a weapon or get an ability and then you can go back into that area and like explore more of the area. So like, and I do like those kind of like, just like, like just kind of small compact areas that you're just kind of exploring. And then you're just trying to get that to hundred percent. I like those kind of experiences where they're just kind of like mini open worlds rather than like one huge open world. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of replaying that because I, I just kind of wanted to see how... Because like I played that back in 2016. Uh, so I just kind of wanted to see how it's aged in basically the last five years. Mm. And because like I don't know if you remember, but like 2016 was when I really started getting into video games more mm-hmm. and not just playing the NHL. So this was like one of the first games I played. So I, I just kind of wanted to see now that I have a lot more experience with games, how how well it's aged. And I definitely see like it's more aged. It feels much more aged now than it did then. But mm-hmm. I just didn't have nearly as much experience with like newer, newer games. Uh, the jump is just the, the jump specifically feels just a little weird. 
Huh. Where it just feels like she jumps a lot higher than you would expect and a lot further than you would expect. It just doesn't really quite feel uh, like a normal jump, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but other than that, I'm just kind of enjoying the story and just uh, it does remind me that like how much of a disappointment Shadow of the Tomb Raider was. Because hey, that's free on PlayStation Plus this month. Uh, yeah, you should get it, Manny. I did already. Oh, you did? I didn't download it. You're definitely not going to play it. Because the PS5 game is Maneater, which I might play. (laughs) Because I never would pay to be a shark, but on PS5 it's Ray Traced, so I can be a Ray Traced shark. Yeah, I I heard people comparing that game to uh, Crackdown 3. I'm sure it's just like that kind of dumb, Mm -hmm. you're doing stupid shit and it's fun. And yeah. speaking of progression, it's it's got RPG elements where you're it does. I have seen leveling up. You're equipping your shark with new mm-hmm. abilities and yeah. body parts. Yeah, it's really stupid, but I mean, it's the hey, if they're if they're gonna give me a PS5 game every two months, uh, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. I think the next one in February is uh, the fucking Destruction All Stars, which I probably will not play ever or even try. But um, you know. It's cool that they're doing that for people. Yeah. Because uh, it's still two PS4 games and a PS5 game. So. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those are the games I've been playing. I I don't have a lot to say about like them, just because like, I'm just replaying Tomb Raider. I, it's a modern warfare. It's a Call of Duty campaign, and then I'm still playing through Assassin's Creed Valhalla. But I do have some games. I don't want to spoil, but I do have some games that I bought and downloaded that are just going to be like, wow, we're talking about this. So like, wow, yes, I, I, especially one. I do think you're going to be very excited to talk about. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Uh, now, normally, if you've been following the podcast the last couple of years, our first podcast of the year is the preview for the, this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. We decided to push that back because we wanted to do the Spider-Man Miles Morales spoiler cast. Yes. Because we both finished that. Um, mm-hmm. I finished it like right before our categories podcasts. So I wasn't able, we weren't able to do the spoiler ca- cast then. And then obviously, as we said, it was the, the goatee uh, podcast. So now we're finally getting a chance to do this. So we're going to talk about Spider-Man miles Morales today, and then we will get into the preview uh, next week, which I don't know how much there is to preview because there's not a lot announced, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, how do you want to do this spoiler cast, Manny? That I don't really know. I didn't think that far ahead in my oh, brain. Okay. okay good. Um, also, there's not much plot. Well, like sort of, but like not really. No, no yeah, sort of. Like it. I mean, it kind of just starts out and like there's the what the fight with Rhino, mm-hmm. um, and it's clear that Miles has been Spider-Man for at least like probably what like a couple months. A couple months, yeah. Um. And it's like your work, like Miles, when I say you, I mean like Miles. Miles is working with Peter Parker to take down Rhino. Cause, and Rhino is just kind of going buck-ass wild crazy. Yeah, he breaks out of, uh, they're like bringing him to the raft. Mm-hmm. And he breaks out of the uh, the carrier that they are bringing him there in. Yes, and God, the <laughs> I'm, you play as Miles, right? 
like through the whole thing. You're not playing as Spider-Man yes. in the beginning. Because Correct. there's that one part where you're like riding Rhino and then you go through J. Jonas the Jameson, the mall, and then uh, J. Jonas yeah. Jameson's like while he's recording the podcast or whatever. Yeah. I, I thought that was just like a nice uh, <laughs> a callback. Um and then like you eventually spoiler, you take down oh, you take down Rhino and mm. And then Peter's like, I need a break from this, and I'm going on vacation. Yes, which during that fight with Rhino, Miles gets his electric powers to a certain extent. Oh, yeah. So you're you're like, oh, what's happening here or whatever. But yeah, then Peter tells him he's going on vacation, which wasn't really a vacation because it was like a work. he was going as a photographer for Mary Jane because she's a reporter and they went to some other country, I believe. Yes. Uh and yeah, so he's just like, oh, you're going to be the one who's doing all the stuff now. Also, I got you the suit. Mm-hmm. And now, did you use that suit at all? Uh, At that point, yes. Because I switched back to the first suit because I did not. Uh, I, I did no, not. I, no, I only had it be whatever the story wanted it to be. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Because I, I was like, I do not like this suit that... um peter gives uh miles i think it's ugly yes it's a terrible suit which i think that was kind of the point i think it was supposed Mm -hmm. to be like an ill-fitting suit that doesn't quite fit miles's personality Mm -hmm. um where i just kind of i kind of liked the just like the miles i i don't even know how you would explain it it just kind of looked like just like something that was hobbled together oh it definitely was yes (laughs) Um, and yeah, so like then you basically start going through the rest of the game and like mm-hmm. it's basically a conspiracy in Miles' own neighborhood, right? Like, yes. and it's it's all happening around Christmas time. His friend Genki is staying with him because his parents went on a trip to Hawaii mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said he didn't want to go or whatever. They didn't invite him. I did. That part was not really clear. It seemed like they might have said we're not inviting you to this. Which I think is pretty funny. Um, And he said he would be glad to miss it anyways, because he prefers New York City and uh, at Christmas time or whatever. Um, But it's yeah. So it's Miles living with his mom and hanging out with Genki and they have Christmas Eve dinner with uh, his Miles old friend Finn, who he used to hang out with her all the time when they were in elementary school and middle school and then when they moved to high school he got into a different high school which that to me is weird because that's a thing that happens in new york city is you like pick your high school more or less and well, like it there like are he, sometimes entrance exams as well it seemed like he like he was he went to like a special school though like for like a science school yeah uh, so it, it it felt like it was more like a private, like he went to like a private school situation because he like yeah. Uh, so it, where we kind of had that, but the opposite, where like elementary school we're all split up, and then junior high hits, and everyone kind of gets pushed together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I don't know, but yes, like they got they both ended up going to different high schools. So then they, which then he eventually then moved to Brooklyn or not Brooklyn. Harlem Harlem and that's where this game picks up and they're like he just moved to Harlem so Mm -hmm. so he's just kind of learning Harlem as well throughout this game yes and um one thing I do want to give a shout out is uh it it feels like Insomniac took 
some of the major complaints about the 2018 Spider-Man and figured out ways to correct those those issues. And yeah. and but like they not only figured out ways like on a gameplay perspective how to like make it better. They figured out like how to narratively fit make that fit as well with like the app and like Genki creates this app for you. And I just I I like the way it just kind of all fits, and I always like when they come when like a studio takes the time and comes up with like a narrative reason for something like a gameplay, uh, just for like so, like a gameplay improvement, but they can't they come up with like a narrative justification for it. I yeah, was, like the the app just makes everything better in that yes. game because it's like yeah, there were all the random crimes in the first game, and yes. if you needed to do specific ones, you would have to wait until they spawned again or whatever. But now they still randomly spawn, but with the app, you can spawn them uh, on your own. But it also works as a way to track specific side quests. Yes. And things like that, which, yeah, it works well. For sure. Yeah, I mean, like, because, like, uh, I guess we could just kind of go through the side quests. Uh, like, it, it ends up just kind of leading. They, it, you're kind of going through these side quests, and they're all alluding to, like, someone who is on the raft or in prison. Like, every single side quest is alluding to that. And then, like, by the end of it, it ends up being Wilson Fisk. Yeah, the Kingpin. Which wasn't surprising in any way. Like I had a feeling like as I was doing those, but I, I just kinda like the fact that they took the the side quests and came up with like its own narrative thread and like 'cause a lot of like studios just come up with just these random side stories that really don't lead to anything. So I always like I appreciate the fact that they took some time and really came up with something for you know, for that story. Even though like the Kingpin story doesn't really go anywhere. Mm, yeah that's true i mean i'm sure it'll come into play in the next game or even the following game uh that that definitely does feel like they're setting up something bigger uh we'll talk about what the next game is going to be about yeah yeah. i'm very excited about that uh but i guess we should also talk about uh miles's mother and how she's like running for mayor or yeah so she is running for uh political office of some sort i think she's going to be a city councilor city council yeah uh and it's she's basically like going to bat against this energy company called roxon Mm -hmm. that um they do a lot of like weird tech shit but they are also making a an energy source that's name i cannot recall at the moment Oh, fuck. Um, They're basically trying to make like an infinite energy source. And uh, they have they bought up a lot of property in Harlem to make their like new campus so they can do research on that new energy type. But it's weird because new form. Yes, because it like has not really been researched properly and they're not letting people see the full results of the research on it and stuff like that. Um, And it's just like, they're removing a lot of historical value stuff from the neighborhood and like not really adding anything to the neighborhood and kind of like working to its detriment. So his mom is running for city councilor and she is trying to use her position against Roxanne to get that done. Um, and then you find out that, yeah, man, maybe Roxanne's not too great, you know, uh, because at the end of the fight with Rhino, uh, Roxanne comes and says, like, they will take care of him. Because they have their own personal security force, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll make sure he gets to prison." <laughs> mm-hmm. 
uh, and then that comes into play later. Which you would think at that point the government would be like, um, excuse me, this this guy never made it to prison. Something something happened here. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I mean, you do have to suspend your you know have a, some suspension of disbelief with stuff like that. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I like that. And I don't know if you ever noticed, but like the only time you saw like like signs or anything in related to Miles' mother um, campaigning was in Harlem. Everywhere else in the city, you never saw any billboards like that. Yeah. But you only so like it, it kind of shows that they definitely did put a lot of thought in into the city, even though it is just basically a control C, control V uh from the previous game like at least the city itself except they added some snow mm-hmm. and then they added the um the statue of uh what's his name the the creator of oh stanley stanley yes which i think was a nice little uh you know uh tribute to him because that was the mm-hmm. same place that the the diner i don't know if you realize that Yes, in the first game. So, like, that was mm-hmm. just a nice little tribute. Uh, do you think that'll that that'll stay for all the games now? Uh, I would guess so. Yeah, because I don't know why they would take that out. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to do that for all the Marvel movies going forward too. Have a little tribute in some way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would make sense to like keep his cameos alive or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So then you basically like you come into contact with miles uncle Aaron as you're doing some friendly neighborhood Spider-Man shit. And then for people who know, uh, about ultimate Spider-Man, you know who his uncle Aaron is, or if you saw spider verse, um, you know that his uncle is the prowler. And so like, well, Aaron Davis, Oh, sorry, but I was going to say Aaron Davis is actually in, uh, far from home. Or not far from home. It's Donald Glover. It's Donald Glover, yeah. And Homecoming. And Homecoming, yes. I really want that to become something. I need that to become something. I, if, oh my God, if Donald Glover is the prowler, Mm -hmm. I, oh my God, (laughs) I will lose my fucking brain. Yeah. I love him so much. I would, oh, that would be so perfect for me. I don't know how they would do that because, like, the whole thing is Miles is the teenager and, like, Peter's still a teenager in this. So, like, I don't know how they would do that. Yeah, I don't know either. But, but yeah, I I think we both need that. Yes, I I need that. And, yeah, that's awesome. But so his uncle is the Prowler. And uh, you find out that he had been, like, kind of pushed out of the family because his Miles' dad, he told him he was the Prowler and stuff like that. And so he hadn't really come into much contact with him. And he said that he's done being the prowler or whatever, but he still puts on the suit again so that he can try to protect miles, which I think is an interesting character development on that front. Um, And he's just trying to make it so that miles doesn't get in over his head, which, you know, well, I I think because like at that point, miles found out Finn is the tinker. Mm hmm. Uh, and like Miles, like told his uncle about that, Uncle Aaron, basically mm-hmm. that Finn was the tinkerer. And so I, I, I it seems like uh, the Prowler, Aaron, uh, kind of saw that and was like, okay, like uh, his, his head is, uh, he's conflicted, and I don't think, like, I don't think he's gonna do. Okay, I'm trying to figure out how to even word this. 
Well, he's just not going to, he is going to let his emotions cloud his judgment. Yeah, I bet, yes, and not, not like do the, the right thing. Exactly. Which, I mean, to get there, like Miles is fighting Roxxon employees because they're doing weird shitty stuff. But then he is also fighting against the Tinkerer mm -hmm. because they are trying to like blow up Roxxon. And then, yeah, you find out that it is his friend Finn who is doing that because her brother was killed uh, and he was one of the scientists who was producing new form and he was trying to get it out there that like this is not safe uh for people but then in that process he gets killed by roxon and uh she is able to escape but decides to take up the mantle to uh do justice for her brother by basically getting rid of uh, roxon's new form generator which i don't know how familiar you are with the tinkerer in, in spider-man the tinkerer i'm not familiar with at all so. uh he like this is all new like for the tinkerer the tinkerer was like a spider-man villain a very minor one mm. and marvel and spider-man let uh insomniac basically reinvent tinkerer for this game well that's cool yeah i mean because it, it works well it does the, it absolutely works well so yeah. um yeah so like i i always appreciate when like they they're not like companies aren't so precious with their material and they let people you know do stuff like this yeah which is normally not what marvel and disney are about next well, it seems like with so, star wars it's a lot worse yes uh, so. uh i mean it seems like before john drake was the video game licensing manager for marvel it was a lot worse sure for marvel Yes, but I mean, at least with this, it's like also Sony is like somewhat involved as well. Mm -hmm. So maybe that helps. Yeah, that probably helps. Um, but yes. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, like to finish off the plot, really, like he ends up coming to his senses or whatever. And uh, by he, you mean Miles. Uh, Miles. Yeah. And like the Tinkerer is trying to blow up the new form generator, but she doesn't realize that it will basically destroy all of Harlem in the process. No, she thinks it's just going to blow up the facility, but yes. uh, Miles did some research and found out that uh, Simon Krieger had uh, basically manipulated it so it'd be much more powerful. Yeah, and she like didn't believe him because he had like lied to her about being Spider-Man and like lied to her about entering her weird gang so he mm. could do research on the Tinkerer and stuff. Um, and so she doesn't trust him anymore and then they fight or whatever, but he does make her realize that like this is incorrect. Uh, but at that point, it is too late for uh, them to stop it. So Miles has to use his new powers to absorb the energy from the blast, but then he has to release that energy as well. So she uses her cool magic flying boots to fly him uh, up into the air so he can release the energy. But in that process, she uh, dies. Mm -hmm. uh, basically it's vaporized. Like she's just gone. She doesn't yeah. have a body. Um, and then I, I talked about this in the goatee categories podcast, but there's the whole scene where like miles mom Genki and a bunch of their like neighbors that they like characterize over the course of the game and the side quests are there and they like see that it is miles, but they, I don't know. It's just a good scene because they're like, they believe that he is their Spider-Man and he is out to protect them specifically. Yeah. Uh, and people had been like not shitty to him, but like people referred to him as like, oh, you're not like the Spider Man. No, you're, you're the other Spider Man. People are like fucking disappointed that he's the one who comes to help. In fairness, though, 
he at the beginning of this game he thinks of himself as the other spider-man as well yeah and so like that's the whole character arc of this game is he comes into his own and is Mm -hmm. the spider-man for harlem or whatever but i just i always laughed when people like you get there and they're like oh man i thought that like real spider-man was gonna come (laughs) yeah oh you're the other spider-man oh you're the other spider-man and i always thought those interactions were funny but then at the end they claim him and they're like you're our spider-man or whatever and if, if you just lay out the plot like that in basic plot points, it doesn't sound like a lot, but I think Insomniac does an amazing job of creating a very believable world filled with believable characters. Like just exploring Miles' apartment, I liked. Yes. Like you get to see how they had just moved in and like most of the stuff is still in boxes and he reminisces about his grandparents because it was his uh, grandma's apartment or whatever and like you see stuff about his mom you can like read notes that she left for him when she was like gonna be out late campaigning or whatever and it just like it makes it feel like a truly lived in space and i i really like that but then they they do a good job of like characterizing those characters throughout it too like you learn a lot about who and what kind of person genki is while he's staying with you and how excited he is to help miles Mm -hmm out and like basically be a superhero sidekick essentially um and they just yeah i don't don't know like you learn a lot about who miles is as a character and like what he believes in and how he's not super confident in himself to begin with and he doesn't know if he's doing the right thing but he would like to be and i just it all is everything is so well characterized and the way the story is put together and i think the way that it was done in a slightly more concise manner that makes every story mission move forward i think helps it out a little bit yes not to not to say that in the original like the story was like some long labored piece of shit or anything it was just like yeah there were parts where they probably could have pasted a little bit better or something in the first game which i think they learned a lesson there and i, I mean like tried, tried to make a more concise thing that just like works a little bit better yes but i mean like if you sat down and just played through 2018 spider-man just just kind of marathon through it you can probably get through it in like 18 to 20 hours no that's true but also there are a lot of missions in that game that like don't really push anything forward sure and like don't feel necessary whereas that does not happen in this game right uh no this is as we said uh, I think the last couple of weeks when we talked about this game, this is one of the best paced games of like 2020. Yeah. And I, I also think they do a good job with like with the side stuff, like none of it's necessary, but like you said, it all adds up to something. Yes. Um. So like the one that we both really didn't like where you find the fucking sounds for uh, uncle Aaron and miles mm-hmm. dad's sick beats. And I just, I knew at the beginning of that side cause I was like, I, whatever they make with this, I'm going to think is a terrible beat. And I did think that, but then like you get the, you get you at the end of that, you're awarded with being able to see the Prowler's secret base mm-hmm. and you get the Prowler suit and like stuff like that is cool. Or the side quest that ends with you fighting the uh, VR vulture or the AR vulture, I guess. That is awesome. That is so cool. And then he's like, oh, there's three vultures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, it's like Peter is narrating that stuff to you. Well, uh, that's just great in general. It is. Where like Peter they figured out a way to keep Peter in the game, but him not really being in the game. So it's just like all VR AR stuff that is just basically training miles on becoming Spider-Man. So that was just kind of brilliant. And I also loved, um, 
I, I loved it. I don't know if this is the right word, but I, I did like the uh, the side quests where you're kind of going through and finding, doing the scavenger hunt, and every single one you're getting a little bit more like of a message from like Miles's dad. Yes, that one I think is really good. That one happens after the game is over, uh, or like right towards the end of the game. Oh, I thought it happened right when it I, only after it was over. I think was the first time you can start that. No, I definitely did it before I finished the oh, game. Oh, weird! It would not. I could not start that. Oh, okay. Yeah, weird. Um, because your mom specifically refers to all the stuff that happens at the end of the game in that side quest. Oh, maybe I don't. I maybe I did. I don't remember, but I did did really enjoy that that side quest and just be like this was very well thought out as well. Yeah, and like I I even enjoyed the collecting the time capsules mm-hmm. that him and Finn hit around the city because you learn more about like their relationship with each other and how they grew up or whatever. Which I mean, that's just basically the backpacks from the first yeah it was one. the backpacks from the first game but i mean i still mm-hmm. i liked doing that um and then i just i enjoy doing the combat and yes. swinging around so it's like i did all the challenge stuff too i invaded all the enemy bases just because it's fun to do <laughs> i don't know yeah yeah those are the the enemy bases and like there was that like because uh, 2018 had a lot more side stuff as well and it did feel a little bit more bloated where this even like the side stuff it felt like it felt like the right amount you know Mm -hmm. uh the only one that i think we both agree on was just finding those audio sources there was just nothing (laughs) fun about finding the audio sources no and i don't even think the like plot of it was super great either it was just like oh this beat's gonna suck yeah. and i just that's all i could think about the whole way it was like who the fuck wants to listen to this weird hip-hop remix that has a foghorn in it like I, oh, come on man. yeah that was that was or the good. dripping icicle mm-hmm. it was like ah oh, yes my favorite beat sound the dripping icicle uh, but i mean in that you at least learn a little bit about uh aaron and miles's dad's relationship growing mm-hmm. up and like how they grew apart and he talks about how he became the prowler which i mean like they could have done that in any other side quest format as well yeah that was so it could have it could have been okay i i think there yeah. could have even been a better way to do music um mm-hmm. me too uh yeah that one that one definitely needed a little bit more work but like you know what no game's gonna be perfect and if that is the worst thing about that the game, yeah if that's the worst thing is like something that i thought was like not great then like if whatever dude it's, it's, it's just like this side quest that like we did because we liked the game so much we wanted to do everything yeah but like we could so have like that, that's not done it done that and mm-hmm. still had a great time with the game so yeah and i mean even just like uh, i i don't know the the side characters like the the uh deaf girl Mm -hmm. and like how miles knows sign language because he like worked at feast and stuff and it just i I don't know it's just all so well done and like you even get a good glimpse into like the side characters like the fucking guy who owns the corner store and named his cat spider-man and (laughs) shit like it just it's so it's so good and like it just made me feel good Mm -hmm. the whole way playing through it and like it's just fun to see, especially because, like I, you said this at some point during one of the podcasts, but it is more like you are the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yes. Whereas in the first game, you don't really feel like that because Peter's already been doing it for a couple years, and well, seven. He's a, yeah, he he's established and has a bunch of enemies and stuff. Whereas Miles is totally not, yes. but he is out there to help the people of Harlem first and foremost because that's where he lives and it's important to him. 
yeah, I mean, and he's just learning how to be a superhero as well. So yeah. he's going through that and making mistakes and just, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I, I think at one point Peter even says, like, like, oh, you made this mistake. Yeah, I learned, I, you know, did the same thing and I kind of learned the hard way. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it just, it, when 2018 came out, I was like, I'm so glad we didn't have to do, like, basically, like, at the beginning and we kind of just jumped in where he knows what he's doing. Yes. Because I can't see the beginning of Spider-Man again. It's, it's how I feel about the fucking, the origin of Batman. Yes. Like how, and somehow in every Batman product, even like the dark, uh, dark Knight rises, they found a way to shoehorn in the death of his mm-hmm. parents in it. And I was like, man, this is a third game in this franchise. Like, what the fuck? You, we don't need this still. And so it drives me nuts every time. It's like, yeah, dude, everybody knows how Batman came to be. Yeah, we like we never got a reference to Uncle Ben. No. Uh, well, maybe so, maybe in like the backpack. I, I thought, but like we never like saw Uncle Ben get killed. So this brings up a joke that I heard recently. That's kind of mean, but okay. uh, in the in the next Spider-Man movie, they're announcing that like all of those previous Spider-Man characters are going to be in it. And someone said, "What is every Spider-Man character returning?" And the response I saw was, "Not Uncle <laughs> no, Ben." Not Uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fucked up, but also true and funny. Unless um, both of them come, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, that would be very funny. Um, but yeah, I, I'm glad we did not have to sit through another Spider-Man origin story where at least Miles makes sense because not as many people know his origin story. Yes. And also it's different here because Peter is not dead. Right. Like in his actual origin story. So we got so. like an interesting origin story without it like being too long and like it, it, they just kind of got in, they got out and yeah. Uh, this has me like very excited for the future of this this franchise. Yeah, and so we can talk about that a little. Is at the end of the first game, people may remember that Harry uh, Osborne has a disease and is deteriorating. Uh, Which the, the whole game, later. you're being told that he's like over in Europe. He's over yes. in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then like I, Peter doesn't even know this, right? No, yeah, it was. Uh, he they think that he is over in Europe and that he has just like seemingly stopped responding to all of their correspondence or whatever. So they're like, oh, maybe he's busy or maybe I did something wrong and he's mad or whatever. Uh, but then he finds out that he has been basically in like a fucking medical test tube thing because he is needs to be kept alive because of his disease or whatever. Um, and what is teased is basically that what's going to keep him alive is the symbiote from um, that makes venom. Or I don't whatever. know if that's teased because yeah, they I mean, clearly like show it happening. Yeah. Uh, and so this, the same thing in this, they reiterate like, Hey, you remember this? Harry's got the symbiote. So I think it will be really tight if he becomes venom, because even though Harry doesn't normally become venom, they don't have to introduce Eddie Brock if they don't want to and can just make the symbiote be whatever. So that's fine. Okay, Manny, hear me out on this. What if the symbiote attaches to Spider-Man, Peter? Okay, that usually happens. And then you have to fight him as Miles. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be cool. I, I so, bet that would ha- that will happen. So in my brain, I always think about the '90s animated Spider-Man TV show, 
and I don't know why this is the only part I ever think about, but uh, he the symbiote takes him over and then he's like super violent and like fucked up mm-hmm. and he ends up getting rid of it because he is fighting someone in a clock tower and the bell chimes and like that's the one thing that the symbiote like can't handle is like certain frequency sounds or like vibrations or whatever that also happens in spider-man 3 i know and so then it that's how he gets rid of it and then it goes and it finds eddie brock while he's taking a shower Mm. comes up out of the train i was like that's weird how to get (laughs) in there uh and then he becomes venom but i don't know why that scene is always in my brain the the way he like gets freaked out by the vibrations or whatever. But yeah, I, I could see miles fighting uh, Peter and that situation. Um, so that I just, whatever is going to happen is going to be cool. Tell I think, yeah, I also think that uh, Kingpin will get out of jail because he always gets out of jail. So yeah. Yeah. Cause he didn't play a huge role. Like you basically start out the game and you take him out and then, uh, he like kingpin's basically done you then like go around and like clean up clean up like the kingpin's uh camps or whatever you want to call it yeah but... and his people were fighting um mr negative's people the right. demons yeah but uh no like he doesn't play a huge role in that game that the first game was definitely more about uh doc Ock. well the sinister six well yeah yeah uh, yeah, Doc Ock in the, the Sinister Stick 6. So, uh, yeah, I, I fully expect the two to be all about, uh, um, you know, the symbiote. Venom. Venom. But, like, I think it's going to be all about the symbiote in general. So, um, <laughs> now another question. Do you think we're ever going to see any more Spider-Man? See, that's what I was waiting this whole game for them to introduce Gwen Stacy. The whole game I was waiting for that moment. Like a Spider-Girl? Yeah, a little Spider Gwen specifically. Right, right. But they did not introduce Gwen Stacy. So maybe I saw people saying somewhere that they did tease it, but like I did not see that. Um, so I don't know, but I, I would guess that, yes, they would have others. I mean, like, obviously, you're going to be hoping for the, the Crimson Spider or something. Oh, like my God. Yes, you would. You would lose your gourd if that happened. I would. I'd be so ready for my boy. Um. So yeah, I don't know, but I mean, Gwen Stacy is a character that they could very easily introduce into yes. that world if they wanted to. Um, they could also very easily clone Peter, so that the Scarlet Spider is a character. They mm. they could do a lot of stuff. Yes. I mean, they could they could do whatever they want, literally. I, like, um, but it gets to a Harry, point where Harry like... could find out how to control the symbiote mm-hmm. and then be Venom, but a good guy. You know what I mean? It gets to a point where, like, how much Insomniac Spider-Man do you want, you know? Yeah. Do you want this to be, like, a tight trilogy with, like, this Miles being, like, a spinoff? Or do you want this to become, like, this huge franchise of, like, ten different games? I mean, I think it will end up becoming that, but it might be a point where it's like, oh, there's diminishing returns on this franchise, uh, which happened with Ratchet and Clank. But then they, like, took their break and now people are ready for it again or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um and it's just it's interesting because they are making these Spider-Man games in tandem while also making a big Ratchet and Clank game. So I just I think it's really interesting what they are able to produce as a studio overall. Yeah, I I, I, I know we've said this multiple times. I think they're a lot bigger than people realize. Yes, I, they have to be. Because <laughs> I don't know how you could produce a game of this quality while also having a game that looks like the ratchet and clank a rift apart yes. coming out in a few months like i don't know how you could i mean like do that. 
it, acquiring Insomniac has paid huge dividends for Sony because, like, without them, what would they have? Because, like, uh, whatever that trash ass first person shooter game was, I don't remember. Uh, what do you mean? They, that's what Insomniac made. That was the last thing they made that wasn't a Sony property. No, that was the last one was uh, Sunset Overdrive. Wasn't they made that other one before that? Whatever you're talking about, it was definitely like PS3 era. But like, I'm just saying, like, I'm saying, like, what would Sony have without without Insomniac? Oh, I, I mean, because like this was like their big tentpole game for. Like, no, this year five. they would have had 2020. They would have had nothing. Because uh, like other, they did have like uh, I guess uh, not Dark Souls, um, Demon Souls. Uh, but and, and then like their big, I feel like the big tentpole PS5 game is Ratchet and Clank because like nothing else they've shown is really like a huge PS5 exclusive. No, because uh, Horizon, Horizon is going to be on PS4 as well. They announced, um, and then like who knows, God of War might not be ready in 2021. So like, uh, I yeah. Oh, Fuse came out. Fuse came out in 2013. So it was only a year before. Okay, Sunset Overdrive. But that was not uh, that was uh, that was PS3, right? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Uh, yes. I mean, they had made Resistance before too, which That's I like. Sony property. Yeah. I sure I liked Resistance one a lot, and then Resistance two, I less so, and three even less than that. Sure, sure. So, but yeah, Fuse was ooh. that was focus grouped to death and published by EA, so no wonder it was bad. Yeah, yeah. Some every studio is going to have some misses, but mm-hmm. but they've been doing great like lately, so. They have, and uh, I don't. I the one thing that makes me sad about this game is like it apparently did not sell well. Uh that seems insane to me. Yeah, it 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 sold very poorly, unfortunately. Hmm. Which part of that is probably just the fact that like when it was released. Mm, yeah, that might be true. Because I just there were a lot of big games coming out around that time, and. I, I one thing that I think you and I might not realize is like people are like I can only buy like one big game this year, and I bet a lot of people were like it was either Assassin's Creed or they were holding out for Cyberpunk, and I bet a lot of people were holding out for Cyberpunk mm-hmm. and being like this is going to be my fall slash winter game, uh, and then like that ended up being a huge mistake by people, but they didn't know that was a huge mistake at the time, so. Um, so Miles Morales did outsell the Lost Legacy. Oh, well, that's good. So, but Miles Morales didn't even sell a million copies. So. Right, right. Where like the first Spider-Man was like the oh, best it, it's selling. seventy percent less. Yes. overall. Thank yes. you. That was like that became like the best-selling Sony game like ever. Which of course Spider-Man, like a really good superhero Spider-Man game, not shocking in the least that it sold well. Yeah, yeah. And also Ghost of Tsushima sold really well for Sony as well, which it did. makes me very excited for Sucker Punch that they were able that because like that means like Sucker Punch is definitely going to be continuing to make more of those games. So. Mm-hmm. 
um, no, this is just like a very short, this is a much shorter um, spoiler cast than our last one, which was Yakuza. But yeah, it's because there, a lot less happens yes. in this game than what happens in Yakuza, and it's also less convoluted. Yes, it's very straightforward. It's very easy to follow. Straightforward, tight, and concise. Mm-hmm. So some twists and turns. Some twists and turns, but yeah, I mean, not a lot to explain there. No, you know? no, no. Uh, um, but yeah, I I do like this game. You obviously like this game, so I'm glad uh, yeah, that yes. we could do a spoiler cast about it. Yeah, I was your six yes i think so and i think it was my three or four i can't remember if i had uh this or ghosts mm-hmm. it, but it, 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 it that doesn't matter it really doesn't matter like which, no, one was yeah. three, which one was four i i this was like three out of my top four were sony games this year so like my mm-hmm. sony pony uh mentality came to the forefront this year mm-hmm. or like last year i guess i should say so yeah uh, so yeah, I think that'll do it for us here what? this week. This is week. like a normal episode. I know, like an hour forty minutes ish. Jesus. Uh, yeah, so we will be back next week where we will discuss uh, games that we are looking forward to in twenty twenty one. Maybe by then, any games will have been announced or have a release date. Sometimes Nintendo does their first direct. I saw something about. Uh, their first direct was going to be on the 20th interesting so it probably won't be next week but the following week so we'll see uh i mean they haven't done a direct in so long that i don't even believe that will be the case anymore but uh who knows Uh, but we'll find out next week as always the theme song is sting operation by the band anamanaguchi excellent chiptune band check them out and we will be back next week peace out (laughs) 